Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. There's evidence of life change all around us here at Waters Church, from baptisms to small groups, to Waters kids making Jesus the hero and leader of their lives. If you'd like to be a part of the life change that happens here week after week, you can. Just go to waterschurch.org give and select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining and we hope you enjoy today's message. There's no place like home. It's okay, it's okay. Just wake up. There's no place like home. Whoa, I thought I was dead. Of course you're not dead. You've just been asleep for a little while. Wow, I had the craziest dream. You were there, and you were there, and you... Why are you all here? We heard you got into that tornado and got a pretty good bump in your head. There was a tornado? Hey, hey, take it easy. He's recovering. He's going to need some time to remember everything. That was one crazy dream. Last thing I remember is just falling asleep in church. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That wasn't even the craziest part, though. I was in Spider-Man, Shawshank Redemption, Rocky. We may want to get you checked out by a doctor. No, no, with some rest, he'll be just fine. Just take it easy and take all the time you need. I'm just glad I'm not in a movie anymore. But you are in a movie. So this movie Toy Story, uh, let's get a few disclaimers out of the way, really just one. It's been available for 22 years to watch, and I'm going to ruin the ending for you. You need to accept that, you need to be okay with that now, and it'll just make the rest of this time so much easier. I will show you the ending, and I will spoil it for you. We've had 22 years to view it, so if you haven't seen it yet, go home, check it out, it's great. Um, But while I was going through this whole Toy Story thing and watching the movie and with the kids and the kids, you know, Daddy, let's go watch Toy Story, let's go watch Toy Story and Toy Story, Toy Story, Toy Story. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to talk about? There's so much to talk about in this movie. There's, there's, you know, relationships and friendships and value and, and determination and, you know, seeing things through and there's so many topics that, that I could just try to hone in on, and I was trying to, I was really trying to. It's like, God, what, this is overly hard, and, and that's, you know, it's got to be something else. There's got to be something simple. There's got to be something easy to connect into the Bible and to connect to Jesus and his story, and, and that's when it hit me, is that there's this huge overarching theme over the whole movie of Toy Story that really connects very easily, because it's kind of the same overarching theme in the Bible, and that's what we're going to talk about. And, and we're going to talk about this because just like I was looking in all these little details and possibilities and what God wants to talk about and what I've learned and what I'm going to share with you and blah, 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 all these other little things, none of it really matters if you totally bypass the core and the simplicity of what everything really is. 
And that's what we're going to see in some of these movies here. So this over, or in, the, in the clips here, this overarching theme is this, is that in Toy Story, we're happy, we're go-lucky, you know, uh, Andy's, playing, Andy's the boy, he's playing with the toys, and, you know, clickety-clankety, and blah, 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 toys are having fun, that's what we're supposed to do. And then the other clip we're going to watch uh, shows, like, from a toy perspective, uh, what, what we are. And then something bad happens, and then the whole story is the story of how we, like, get from, from toy happiness to, like, you know, correcting this problem that happened, and then that's when I spoil the ending for you, is at the very end of the message with the, with the video, okay? Um, but when we, when we look at the Bible, a very uh, similar theme is through the whole Bible, where God creates things, this is what it is, and then something bad happens, and then the whole story is like what, what we do, all the little things that we do, and then it ends with you know, like how, how we get back to the way it should be. That's the title of this. This uh, message is getting back to the way it should be. And that's a loaded statement because, you know, the very end, the way it should be, well, what's that? What, what should it be? Well, we're going to talk about that. Getting back to it means that you're away from it. So why are we away from it? And getting back to it also, like how do we get back to what we were separated from of what we should be? That's what we're going to unpack. We're going to kind of peel the onion back, as some people say, or unpack it or digest it or whatever phrase you want to talk about. That's what we're going to do, okay? Uh, so this first clip here, uh, you're going to see the toys here. Andy's playing with it. It's the very beginning of the movie, um, and, and it shows the perspective from uh, the boy about toys. So if we can uh, roll that clip. Slobber and all, that's what toys are for, right? Just play with them, clank them around, use your imagination, all of that. And Andy, the boy, he's just enjoying his toys. And the next clip we're going to go into here, um, this is when, you know, Andy's playing with Woody. He flings him back on the recliner, shoots him across the living room. And where, where Woody lands, he sees this happy birthday sign. And that's when it clicks. He's like, oh, no, there's a problem. There's... There's the birthday. This is unplanned for. We didn't know that it was coming right now. So the next clip, what we're going to see is the purpose of the toys from the toy perspective. So let's go ahead and uh, hit that clip. Staff meeting, everybody. Snake robot podium. Hey, yes. Draw. Oh, got me again. Etch, you've been working on that draw. Fastest knobs in the West. Come on, come on, smaller toys up front. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. Okay, oh, whoa, step back. Just... I ain't out loud. There you go, thank you. Hello, check, that better? Great. Everybody hear me? Up on the shelf, can you hear me? Great. 
Okay, first item today. Uh, oh yeah. Has everyone picked a moving buddy? What? Moving buddy? You can't be serious. Well, I didn't know we were supposed to have one already. But we have to hold hands. Oh, yeah, you guys think this is a big joke. We've only got one week left before the move. I don't want any toys left behind. A moving buddy. If you don't have one, get one. Okay, uh, oh yes, one uh, minor note here. Andy's birthday party has been moved to today. Uh, next we have... What do you mean the party's today? His birthday's not till next week. What's going on down there? Is mom losing her marbles? Well, obviously, she wanted to have the party before the move. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried. Of course Woody ain't worried. He's been Andy's favorite since kindergarten. Hey, hey, come on, potato head. If Woody says it's all right, then, well, darn it, it's good enough for me. Woody has never steered us wrong before. Come on, guys. Every Christmas and birthday we go through this. But what if Andy gets another dinosaur? A mean one. I just don't think I can take that kind of rejection. Hey, listen. No one's getting replaced. This is Andy we're talking about. It doesn't matter how much we're played with. What matters is that we're here for Andy when he needs us. That's what we're made for, right? Pardon me. I hate to break up the staff so then the pig goes in, you know, breaks up the staff meeting. All the kids are coming into the house, and everybody loses it. All the toys lose it. They're like, oh, no, toys, we're going to be replaced. Bah, bah, bah. Everybody's worried about it. You know, what we see in there is, you know, loyalty from the dog and rejection from the dinosaur. And, you know, someone's, someone's not the favorite, so I'm going to, you know, poke you in the eye and tell you that you're the favorite. And things like that. And, and all of these things are very real, okay? They're very real. And they're very important, but they're the, there's something more important than those little things. Um, so what we see in the movie, very easy to bypass this and just enjoy watching the movie for what it's worth, face value, toys, woohoo, yay, everybody's happy. But the very last thing that faded out in that clip is what Woody says. Wood, we're here for Andy when he needs us. That's what we're made for, Right? And then everybody loses their marbles and blah, blah, blah. All the toys bypassed it. All the toys disregarded it. And probably throughout the whole video, those toys just lost sight of that. But something similar to what the movie shows us is that what Andy's saying is that we're here for when Andy needs us, something external from them. We're here for someone else. And that's what the Bible uh, kind of shows us here a little bit. We're going to talk about creation that's point number one, creation. The toys are created for Andy, for Andy to enjoy, you know, smacking them around and letting the baby drool on them and all that jazz. That's what the creation, the toys are created for, is for Andy's pleasure. Um, and so that begs the question, well, what are we created for? What are we here for? Who created us? And that's what uh, I'm going to read here in the notes. If you're not taking notes, like Tim says, take notes. Um, and... I'm going to read the notes from here, the scripture from here, because it's a different translation than my Bible. In Genesis 1, it says, And then God looked over all he'd made and saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, making the sixth day. So the creation of heavens and earth and everything he made in them was complete. So before all of this is complete, what does he do? God, he makes light, he makes dark, he makes ocean and land and separates them. And all these creatures he puts in there and da-da-da-da-da. And then he makes man. And woman comes from man. And then only after... All of that stuff happens, is it considered very good and complete? 
And then Genesis 2, verse 7, in NIV, it says, Then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord had planted uh, a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye uh, and good for food. In the middle of the garden was a tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So wow, that's kind of an awkward, <laughs> awkward verse to, to talk about here. But what we see here is God forming man out of dust. And in my mind, God had to kind of be pretty close to what he was doing to make man. He was close to him. And then he breathed, it says he breathed breath into his nostrils and he became a living being. And again, in my mind, I think you've got to be kind of, kind of close for that to happen. So in bold, under, under that first point, being with God. That's what we're created for. And we're, we're the creation, the creation, the fill-in-the-blank creation glorifies the creator. Simplicity of what it is. All these other things are very important, but if we miss this core truth, this simple thing that's very easy to bypass, just like Woody saying what he did when it faded out there, things get all chaotic. So this creation glorifies creator, it's all over culture right now. It's not just the Bible. It, let's uh, think of it this way. Is, uh, we see a shiny red sports car and a little emblem on it, and we know it's a Lamborghini, Right? Well, the car is the creation, and that creation glorifies that emblem, Lamborghini. Or uh, an artist, I'm no artist by no means, but if you paint or if you sculpt or if you draw or whatever you do, and we know famous uh, uh, artists because of their creation. What they create glorifies them. And it's in our, in our careers, in our industries. And um, For instance, uh, if Bobby Flay trained me to be a chef... He didn't. You'll know that if you eat some of my food. But I would be like Bobby Flay's creation of a chef. And I would, in that, I would be glorifying Bobby Flay's technique and all of his, him and all of that jazz. Um, so it's all over. The creation glorifies the creator. We are God's creation. The simplicity of what we are to do is to glorify God. All the little details, all the unique personalities, yes, it's true. We're unique. Yes, we have our personalities. Yes, he put skills in you and all of that. But if those are applied in such a way that it doesn't glorify God, we're missing it all. We're missing it all. So then we talk about something. Uh, we go into to point two here. And this clip that we're going to watch, a lot transpires between these, the last clip we saw and the clip we're going to see here. Woody, he sees pretty much his whole dynasty of being Woody and his favorite toy just crumble right before him. We see this by, you know, Andy used to dress up like Woody and frolic around. And then we see Andy put on, you know, a cardboard Buzz Lightyear wings and flying away. And then we see the Woody poster on the wall ripped down and Buzz Lightyear's up there now. And then we see the bedspread of Woody is garbage now because Buzz Lightyear is here. And so Woody is just watching, watching himself be replaced. If you have siblings, you kind of know that, right? I'm the baby, so I have no clue what you feel if you're the older ones because <laughs> I was the replacement, I'm just saying. Uh, but <laughs> that's what's happening here. Woody's being replaced by this chump that just comes out of a box that's what he, what's happening. So we're going to roll into this next clip and uh, pick it up from there.
one toy. Will Andy pick me? Don't count on it! Oh! Ah! Trouble? Where? Down there. Just down there. A helpless toy. He's trapped, Buzz. Then we've no time to lose. I don't see anything. Uh, he's there. Just, just keep looking. <laughs> it out, out the window. You've been voted off here. So I got to give Woody the benefit of the doubt here. You know, he's going through a hard time, and he probably just wanted to knock Buzz behind the dresser, get his head lodged in there or something, teach him a lesson, show him who the real sheriff is. Um, but something so simple, it, it clicks in Woody's mind. It makes sense. I'm going to mess this guy up. I'm going to take it upon myself to regain my dynasty. And what does he do? Boom, drives RC right into him, hits the thing, the, dart, the, the thumbtacks fall like darts. You see the globe come off its axis and rolling away, and then boom, the lamp doosh, knocks uh, Buzz right out the window. And just like that, whether we meant to or not, Buzz is separated from the way it should be. The way it should be is with Andy, a toy. We saw that in the first clips, being played with, with Andy. You know, from the perspective of, of the toys, Buzz is one of them now, but now it's gone, separated from all of that, separated. And I've got, I got to give Woody credit. I don't think he meant to annihilate Buzz and kick him out the window. I don't. Because if you watch the video, uh, again, not now, but go home and watch it, you'll look at Buzz or, or Woody's face that whole time. It's the same face parents you know when the kids do something they didn't mean to do. They're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, what? It's that same look. I don't think he meant to kick him out of the window. I think he just meant to, you know, rough him up a little bit. A little, little bike rack conversation, I think, is what was supposed to take place. Um, but we see the same thing in the Bible. And again, we're going to go right back to the beginning. We're going to go right back uh, to Genesis. Number two is corruption. We talked about creation. We're going to talk about corruption. Woody got all jazzed up and jaded and salty and spicy inside and just, it wasn't good. He was all corrupted inside. And the same thing shown right here, not even too far after we learn about the creation, boom, we see what happens. So Genesis 3, 22 and 23 in the NIV, it says, And the Lord God said, this is after God tells them, you know, don't eat that fruit, and then they do, and then this is the conversation. And the Lord God said, 
the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the, from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Just like that, separated from the way that it should be. We are separated from the way that it should be here. What separates us from, from the way it should be? With God, the way it should be is with God, near God, glorifying God. And here we are, no sooner than we learn about all the creation we learned, boom, you're done, we're separated. The disobedience uh, to God and eating that fruit, that's sin. And that's what caused this to happen. That sin is what separates us from God. So that next fill in the blank there is sin makes us unable to be with God. Sin is what makes it unable for us to be with God. Not your bad attitude, although it might contribute, I don't know, but, or, or how good you are or how bad you are or, or how weird you talk or none of that stuff. None of that matters. Sin, the core of it, is what separates us from God. And we see in Romans it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. It says all of us have sinned. All of us. So if you have trouble swallowing that right now, you're probably the one that, you know, this applies to. I don't know. Um, but sin, all of us, all of us have sinned, and all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one of us better than the other in God's eyes because outside of Jesus, what God sees in each and every one of us is just that, your sin, your reason that you are separated from God. That's what he sees. But through Jesus Christ that we're going to talk about here soon, what does he see? He doesn't see your sin. He sees the finished work of Jesus Christ, his son, to make you bl without blemish, whiter than snow, and your sins separated as far as the east is from the west. That's what God the Father sees through Jesus Christ. So only, only sin is what makes us unable to be with God. So the next fill in the blank after that Romans verse is all of us, all of us are separated from the way that it should be. There's not one of us in this room that isn't sinful in the core of us and in need of Jesus to make us forgiven and be near God. All of us are separated. All of us are. Now, what causes that separation? I'm not going to ask you because that would be crazy. But, you know, what, it's, is it, is it uh, a reliance on not God? I don't know. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's uh, over greed as a business owner. Maybe it's uh, following money instead of following God. The pathways that money will take you instead of the pathways that God will take you. Maybe it's, you know, that you murdered somebody. Don't raise your hand. Maybe it's that you've stolen something. Don't raise your hand. Maybe it's that you just have such a hate in your heart for someone or something. Maybe that's what, what it is. I don't know, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But if it doesn't glorify God, that's your first clue. So all this talk, we're going to end on that. Separated from God, that would kind of be horrible. <laughs> but what we're going to see in this next clip is how the correction of Buzz and Woody being separated from the way it should be, being corrected. And 
then we're going to talk about what we see in the Bible with that. So let's go ahead and roll that, that uh, last clip. Now let's catch up to that truck. like that you just need a rocket that's all you need that's what, so they're going to be at the door when you leave just pick one up no. but I'm also convinced that I think that's where the socks come back from from the dryer they're like rockets full of socks somewhere and poof, somewhere Whoa, there it is. Um, but before this clip what, what wasn't shown to you is the whole in this separation that the toys are from how it should be from Andy. They go to Pizza Planet, they get left at a gas station, and the whole thing is their whole story of how are they going to get back in there, and then the big bad evil Sid next door, he's the, the neighbor boy that blows up toys and rips off ears and puts on arms where ears should be, and he does bad things to toys, and all the toys are scared of him. And uh, that's where Buzz and Woody end up, in Sid's bedroom, 
And that's how the rocket gets strapped onto Buzz's back. Because actually, Sid was looking for Woody to blow Woody up, and he hid. And then Sid couldn't find him, so he sees Buzz, and boom, there we go. Buzz, you get, the, you get to be blown up. So what it doesn't show is their escape from Sid. And then to get back on the, onto their, their car and then the RC car and all of that. And this clip does a very, a very good uh, depiction of what we're going to talk about here. What the movie shows us, though, leading up to this clip and what it tells us about getting back to the way it should be is just work together. Work together and you'll get back to where you're supposed to be. Or deter- be determined. Determination. That's what gets you back to where it should, you should be. If you're determined... Perfect. Exactly where you need to be. That's how you get back to to being where you should be, how it should be. Friendship, having good friends to be there for you, to stretch yourself like, you know, Slinky Doggy did and almost died. Like, you need friends like that, and that's what will get you to, uh, to be where you're supposed to be. Or this one. I like this one. Strategy equates to getting back to the way it should be. Just come up with the right strategy, and you got it done. It's simple as that. You're good. What it also says is keep trying, it'll, it'll work out. Just keep on trying, just one foot at a time. Just take one day at a time, and you'll be back where you're supposed to be. You'll get back there. Or, or never give up. Don't take your eye off the prize. Because in doing so, somehow, some way, you'll be back where you're supposed to be. And you'll be back how it should be. And all of those things are true. They're good things. Determination is good. Friendship is good. Strategy is good. But let me be clear that your strategy will never be able to get you back to the way you should be with God. And your determination will never get you back to the way that we should be with God in the presence of God. And your friendships that we have here, they're good and we need them. But they will never get you back to where you need to be with God, ever. What the movie and what the Bible say are the same thing in this respect. Something beyond our control has to be done to bring us back to the way it should be. Something outside of us. In the movie, that's the rocket. So it does an awesome depiction where, you know, Buzz and and Woody, they're on this little RC car, which I want an RC car that goes like 50 miles an hour on that road endlessly. Anyways, so this RC car finally runs out of batteries, and then it it gets the pretty house there, and then just, it dies. and And it's just that awkward silence of, I got nothing else. There is nothing else I can do to get to where I should be. Something has to be done beyond our control to get us back to where we should that could only be done in one way and provides a way for all to get back to the way it should be. Because you you remember in this clip, it wasn't just Buzz and Woody. They had RC car that got roped into this mess now too. And he's separated from where it should be. And the one thing that brought all three of these toys back to the way they should be, where they should be, is the rocket. Something out of their control. Something that they can never comprehend the fullest magnitude of what this thing is capable of. The rocket. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says getting rid of your sin, that's the only way to get back to the way it should be with God. It's the only way. That's what separates us from God. And getting rid of sin is the only way to be with God. It also tells us that only Jesus provides a path to get back to the way it should be, and that only He, Jesus, rids us of sin. And by doing so, we get back to where we should be with God, perfect and blameless in God's presence. 
So that third point there, fill in the blank, is correction. That's what we're talking about. The only way to correct the situation for the toys to get back the way it should be is the rocket. The only way for us to correct the situation, not even for us, the only way for the situation to be corrected for us to be back with God the way it should be is Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. You see, he came and he was tempted in every temptation, but he was sinless. He had no sin. And he was the one that also bore the weight of not his sin, because he didn't have any, but our sin on him, on that cross, for you and for I, for all of us. And that's what we're going to hit up here in the Bible here. What it says in First Peter, um, excuse me, that first fill in the blank, Jesus is the only thing to bring us to God. And in First Peter it says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, we are the unrighteous, that he might what? Bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh and made alive in the spirit. And then Acts chapter 4, it, sh it shows us this, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to, to mankind by which we are saved. It is only Jesus. And it's only Jesus because he was perfect. He is perfect. He is blameless. And he took the weight of our sin, the debt of our sin, the, the punishment of our sin on himself. So I come back to what I said earlier. The only way for us to be brought to God is through Jesus Christ. And the only way for God to see us as sinless the way that he made us in the first place is through Jesus Christ. Because outside of Jesus Christ, what God sees is just that, your sin. What caused you to be separated from him? What causes you to be separated from sin? And the good news, this Jesus, he, nothing is beyond his scope. Nothing is out of his realm of capability. Just like the rocket was incomprehensible to Buzz and Woody of what it actually does and what it would do for them and, and bring them back to, the same thing is true for Jesus. See, we think we know, we understand Jesus. We think we understand the fullest magnitude of what he is and what it does, but we don't. We understand a little bit by his grace. But the fullest magnitude of what he desires for us can only be found through Jesus in the presence of God, the way that we were created. In 1 Peter, in the message version, it says this, your life is a journey you must travel with deep consciousness of God. It cost God plenty to get you out of that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished, sacrificial lamb. And that was no afterthought. Even though it has only lately, at the end of the ages, become public knowledge, God always knew he was going to do this for you. Always always knew that he was going to do this for you. It's not like he just triaged a situation of like, <gasps> how do I get these people back to me? I don't know what to do. I'll do this. And hey, it worked out. No. It tells us that he knew what he was going to do and that it was no afterthought. You are no afterthought to God at all. So this opportunity to come to God, it's available to all. All regardless of what you've done, regardless of how bad you think it is or what other people think of how bad you are because of it or how it just has consumed your whole life and you see no way out. I can relate to that. But Jesus, he is the only way. Jesus is. Nothing is out of his reach. You see, he tur God turned a stick into a snake. 
He parted seas. Jesus spoke to a storm on a boat, and the storm stopped. He multiplied bread and fish to feed thousands of people, and we think that whatever we have done to separate ourselves from God is too much for him? It's not the truth. There is nothing that will separate you. Nothing too large for Jesus to separate, to, for him to conquer. He is victorious, and only he is. John 3, 16 and 17, it says uh, in the ESV version here, that's what my Bible is, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And there are some very easy words to overlook in, in this simple passage, just like in the first clip of over, overlooking what Woody said about what toys are meant for. It says that God so loved the world. World. Who's included in the world? Everybody. All of us. That whoever believes, whoever believes, regardless of what you once have believed or you don't believe, regardless, Jesus is the only way to bring us back into right standing with God. And in John, excuse me, John 14, this is Jesus, Jesus talking. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would not, uh, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back to you. Uh, I will come back and take you to what? To be with me. That, uh, that you also may what? Be where I am. You know uh, the place, uh, you know the, the way to the place I am going. And Thomas, one of the disciples, he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? And Jesus answers him and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, what? Comes to the Father except through me. See, very interesting words that Jesus is the only one to bring us to God the Father because of his finished work on the cross.